This is HR in Review, a podcast dedicated to HR thought leadership, actionable advice and all the latest developments in human resource management. Welcome to another episode of the HR in Review podcast. Hey, this is Bill Bannum, your guest host for this episode. And my guest on this episode is Deborah Harton, a consultant, facilitator, writer, speaker and founder over at Personify Change Limited. Proud to be described as a maverick and a force of nature, Debs has been recognized among the top 40 global thought leaders in the fields of HR, future of work and workplace culture. Author of Talent Liberation, the blueprint for performance management in the new world of work, Deb has created an agile, adaptable framework to measure performance in both quantitative and qualitative terms. When Debs is not writing or speaking on a stage somewhere, she's happiest when training, facilitating or coaching. And she especially enjoys working with leaders and teams to build trust, promote psychological safety and improve collaboration. Pretty admirable activities, if you ask me. Originally from beautiful South Africa, Debs relocated to the UK in early 2021. Um, I think she loves it, although maybe she's struggling with the weather. We can ask her that. Uh, And she's currently working on her second book and uh, going on as many adventures as possible. Hey, Debs, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much, Paul. That was such a lovely intro. Um, I am loving the UK and I actually don't hate the weather because I have chosen to settle in the sunniest part of the UK, which is in Chichester, West Sussex. So it's wonderful and we go on as many adventures as possible because it's just beautiful here. HR in Review is a podcast dedicated to HR thought leadership, actionable advice and all the latest developments in human resource management. You can subscribe at hrreview.co.uk slash podcast or find us on your podcast app. Wonderful. Thank you very much. So beyond my reintroduction there, Debs, why don't you start by telling our listeners a bit more about yourself? I am a leadership and culture change maker, which basically means that I use a combination of technology, training, facilitation, coaching, and consulting. Um, And I work with business leaders and their teams specifically to improve collaboration, workplace culture, and overall performance. And because I'm extremely results driven and I'm not into the idea of delayed gratification, I like to get these things done super fast and I like to work miracles in as little as 90 days. So that's kind of my secret little, you know, little spin that I put on things that they shouldn't take forever to do. People want things to happen and they want things to happen fast. And that's what I help them to do. If you have any comments on the HR and Review podcast, would like to suggest a topic or speaker, or provide other feedback, you can contact us using the email podcast at hrreview.co.uk. We look forward to hearing from you. Okay, maybe we found a subtitle for this episode, Hedonistic HR, who knows? Um, <laughs> so you've, <laughs> you've been known to be uh, pretty outspoken about the need for a redefinition of good performance. Uh, tell us tell us more about what you mean by redefining that term. Yeah, so I think, you know, I mean, I've been working in HR for far too long, um, a good 22 years now. And I think for me, the main reason why I believe that globally we've landed up in trouble 
with toxic workplace culture and burnout and low levels of employee engagement is specifically because we have been pushing the wrong metrics since the start. So our definition of good performance has always been the quantitative stuff, the how much of what by when, you know, so if I'm the best salesperson, that's great. I'm a high performer. Let's ignore the fact that I'm an awful person to work with or work for. So when I say that we need to really redefine the concept of good performance, what I'm asking is that we start adding the qualitative stuff, the how I treat people, how I communicate, how I collaborate, how I you know embrace diversity and create spaces for people to truly belong and work in a way that suits them best, how I'm encouraging psychological safety and trust in my team, because the qualitative stuff is actually the driver of culture and employee engagement. So we really need to improve, you know, to include that in our definition of good if we want to improve culture and we want to improve work. This edition of HR in Review is a special guest episode brought to you in partnership with our friends at the North American-based HR Chat podcast, a podcast focused on interviews with HR, talent and tech experts. Okay, thank you very much. So in your first book, Talent Liberation, Deb, you introduced uh, a new performance management framework. Uh, beyond the what you just said there, maybe you can briefly talk us through those four elements to the DR, DIRC model? Yes. Um, so, I mean, we can, we can call it Dirk like it has a name. Um, it, took me, it took me, you know, a long time to come up with this. And, and I did a lot of research and I looked at a lot of different factors. And again, looking at ways of including the quantitative and the qualitative measures, um, specifically then also whilst also driving innovation, lifelong learning, and improving workplace culture. And I wanted something agile and adjustable that could really be personalized based off of individual development requirements, which could then, of course, inform highly specific development and improvement plans. So the Dirk model was born out of all of this work. And um, the DIRC, obviously, each of them stands for an element that is really important in the secret source. D being delivery. So that's the old school stuff that we know. It's the hitting your performance goals and objectives. I is for innovation and growth. I find that um, we really need to be encouraging and driving innovation and growth throughout the organization from the top through to the, the lowest, most junior levels, because it's the thing that's going to, you know, keep us competitive, going to keep people engaged. So innovation, looking at, you know, continuous improvement, how can we do things better? How can we do them differently? Growth being um, me being committed to my own growth and learning as an individual. And also, what can I do to help the business grow? You know, what am I doing on social media? Who am I telling? So that really, for me, needs to be part of what we're measuring in terms of measuring my performance. The third element here, the R, is looking at relationships with colleagues and with clients. So again, that's looking at how I treat people and how I'm perceived um, and all of the qualitative stuff that 
you know, the soft skills, that's so important. And then the final element here, and this is going to vary um, between organizations, obviously, like most of these elements are going to, to be personalized. Um, the final one is the C, which is corporate citizenship or culture. And that is where you're gaining that 360 degree feedback from colleagues in terms of to what extent I'm living the core company values, whether it's, you know, respect or empathy or kindness or, you know, trust or any of those things. Um, to what extent am I basically being a good corporate citizen and also then building relationships? And when we look at these four holistically, we get a good picture of exactly where someone is and exactly where they might need a little bit of assistance and development and improvement. Follow us on Twitter at HR Review or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Join the conversation at HR in Review today. Oh man, if this interview wasn't going in a particular direction, I'd absolutely now take it somewhere else and, and uh, challenge you and say, well, actually, shouldn't it be uh, the, the corp that's matching with the values of the employee instead of the other way around? But we're not going to go there because I've got some other <laughs> questions for you instead. Um, um, okay, so um, listeners uh, with an acute ear might pick up a beautiful accent that you have. Um, you're, you're originally from South Africa and you moved over to the UK a couple of years ago. What differences or, or commonalities have you found between workplace challenges and workplace cultures in South Africa versus the UK? Oh gosh, that could be a whole episode all on its own. Um, but to keep it brief, honestly, I think let's focus on some of the commonalities. The commonalities that I see, regardless of what teams I work with, in what industries, organizations, no matter where they are in the world, um, is that I find that everyone is grappling with the exact same challenges, which is improving psychological safety, getting people to work better together, improving engagement, um, and improving and driving overall performance. And the biggest challenge that I'm seeing, if I really have to drill it down, all the work that I do, the coaching, the training, the facilitation, it always seems to come down to one thing. And that is that I'm finding that leaders across the board, around the world, are really battling in terms of how to do the interpersonal stuff really well, the peopling, the empathy, the feedback, the conversations, all of the stuff that they don't teach you when you're doing your MBA or your master's or your PhD or whatever. That's really what everyone is grappling with everywhere that I've ever had the pleasure of working with a leader or a team. I uh, I saw a post by you, Debs, on, on social media where you seem to be having a bit of bit of a disagreement with uh, with your children's school, and uh, <laughs> you link this to to leadership and culture and unintended consequences. For for those who haven't seen the video, tell us more. What what's it all about? What what's what's this disagreement? I hope you got to the bottom of it. It's it's going to be a process, Paul. Um, it really is about unintended in, intended consequences of policies, customs, workplace rules. So, you know, it's those little things that we say, like, you know, I'm really sick, 
but I'm just going to push through because I really have to meet this deadline. Or, you know, I routinely send emails to my team at like 11 p.m. or 2 a.m. And yes, of course, we can schedule our emails to be sent now, but there still are those managers who, who just don't do that. Um, and I think what inadvertently happens when we really start imposing rules and we're so scared of the things that might go wrong, what starts to happen is that we lose sight of the unintended consequences. Um, we lose sight of the hidden messages and the things that we are actually encouraging in our people. So for example, um, you know, there's always our narrative that we have. This whole, you know, saying things like, I'm really sick, but I've got to push through because I've got this deadline or sending emails at two o'clock in the morning. What it's inadvertently pushing is this narrative that work comes first, no matter what. And then we're super surprised when people burn out completely. So I think it's really important that we look at these workplace rules that we've got and some of our ways of working our customers in practice, and that we look at what is the, you know, what's the unwritten rule that actually is going hand in hand with what's stated there? What behavior are we driving? What negative or unhealthy behavior might we be encouraging? How might this rule actually be abused um, and work against our people and their wellness and their performance. Um, and then maybe we should look instead at having some guiding principles instead and really replacing these with even over statements, which will help people to make the right choices. Um, and for folks who might not be familiar, even over is when we give people guidelines and, and they buy into this and agree obviously on what one thing to select even over another thing of equal value or importance. Um, so it's not selecting, you know, good over evil. It's literally something like saying um, overall performance, even over physical presence in the office. That gives a guideline and that that might help to kind of um, quell this challenge that we have with unintended consequences. If you are an HR professional, business manager, or just someone interested in the latest trends in the workplace, the HR in Review podcast is for you. Brought to you by hrreview.co.uk, the leading online HR news and advice website. The HR in Review podcast brings you interviews with leading HR experts, academics, and practitioners. By joining us, you can keep up to date with the latest people management trends, learn about best practice, and improve your professional skills. We cover a wide range of HR-related topics such as HR strategy, technology, recruitment, pay and benefits, training, employment law, diversity and well-being. Each episode lasts 20 to 30 minutes and usually features two or three guests discussing the topic of the day in a lively and informative discussion hosted by members of our editorial team. You can subscribe for free to HR in Review on your podcast app. Just search for HR in Review. Or find out more at hrreview.co.uk slash podcast. Join the conversation at HR in Review today. That was a great answer. Love that. Thank you very much. Um, say, what are your predictions for, for future skills requirements in a world where AI and automation really seem to have taken off? I am 
going for a little bit of a binge on chat gpt right now i'm trying to learn everything i can about it all, all the potential uses you know as, as a guy who creates content on a regular basis the yes. the sky seems to be the limit for a tool like that and also there are lots of applications within hr processes to employee feedback onboarding there's so, so many ways um what, what are some of your predictions um i think we must all just chill out, chill out on, on the AI stuff. Um, it's amazing. It's great. And we've been talking about the applications for AI at work, you know, for, for years. I mean, since 2016, 2017, it's really been front and center for a lot of us. My predictions in terms of skills requirements, talent management requirements, where it's going to go. Um, and I think a lot of people are, are not necessarily going to love this idea, but we need to be looking at the things that machines can't do and machines can't human. So it is the empathy, the communication, the giving feedback. It's really building those interpersonal skills. Um, it is the critical thinking and problem solving. So yes, we have machine learning and AI is learning from itself, but there's still an element of applying past knowledge and AI can only problem solve what we've given it to solve. So it doesn't have 20 or 30 years of experience to draw on to make a decision. So um, unless we program it with, you know, collective knowledge and wisdom from, from the planet, um, that's not going to happen. So skills requirements are not going to change. It's going to be the soft skills stuff. We need to stop calling them soft skills. It is about peopling really well. It is about being agile, encouraging innovation, and then also learning tech skills. Because all of the other stuff, ticking boxes, compliance, sending out reports, all of that stuff, that can all be automated. Um, so it's, it's learning to people really well. For me, that's where it's at. Debs, you're not going to believe this, but we are already coming to the end of this particular conversation. Just a few more questions for you. Um, the next two are questions that we ask of all of our guests. OK, so don't worry if you feel like you want to repeat something that you mentioned earlier on. That's OK. However, I am going to challenge you for the next question to answer in one minute or less. What, Bill? No way. <laughs> Um, and it is as follows. If you could pass on one crucial lesson that you've learned in your career in one minute or less, what would be your top tip for HR pros? <laughs> this is so difficult. Damn it. The biggest lesson that I've learned about people over process always. I'm going to say that again. People over process. So be of service to others. Seek ways of helping work on developing the peopling skills because that's always so much more important than compliance and process and that was definitely under 60 seconds good work debs good work uh, okay let's do it again i'm going to challenge you again in 60 seconds or less what is the single biggest change that you think will happen in hr and leadership over the next five to ten years in 60 seconds or less go hr as we've known it is done, it's dead, it's gonna be gone. I'm really sorry, Dave Ulrich. Um, most of the operational aspects of HR is going to be automated. It's already been automated. I think we're gonna see the rise of specialists again. So Raymond Benz, your employee relations, 
those are going to rise to the top. The soft skill stuff I keep harping on about this, it's going to be most important. And leaders are going to have to do those things for themselves. They're not going to be able to hide behind HR to have the tough conversations for them anymore. Oh, you are good, aren't you? Hey, um, and just finally for today, Debs, how can how can our listeners connect with and learn more about you? Um, well, they can find me on the interwebs. So um, <laughs> I'd say LinkedIn is a great place to go and find me, or else go to deborah-hartang.com, and you will learn everything that hopefully you need to know there. Perfect. Well, that just leads me to say for today, Debs. You are a superstar. Uh, I'm so glad that you and I met at Disrupt HR London last year. Um, this is the start of a wonderful relationship. Let's catch up again very soon. But for now, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR in Review podcast. Thank you, Bill. And listeners, thanks very much for tuning in. The HR in Review podcast is brought to you by hrreview.co.uk. HRReview.co.uk is a website dedicated to human resources and related professionals. News items are posted daily together with analysis looking in-depth at topical HR issues. You can sign up for our range of specialist newsletters at hrreview.co.uk slash sign up and follow us on Twitter at HRReview or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thank you for listening.